Welcome to episode number 154 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, a podcast about video games. My name is Cole Ross, and I am joined via Skype tonight by... Dennis Furia. David Mysmith. And today is uh, completely, you know... You know, not out of the ordinary. Nothing special is happening at this time in early June. Uh, nothing at all. We're just going to have a normal, uh, normal show uh, where we talk about what, what we've been playing and then a little bit of what's on our. Oh wait, it's E three. Sorry. Ah, uh, damn it. Yep. Ah, oh, I gotcha. <laughs> it wasn't even that clever. Like I don't know. Like that's that. I didn't juke you. I just. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So um, here, here's the order of business. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out the roadmap. Uh, just just you know just 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 so we uh, can maintain some form here. Uh, we're gonna do a rapid fire of what we have been playing, um, uh, and then we're going to jump right into and I mean like right into like in, like rapid fire talking about press conferences that have happened so far. For those of you who do not know, we record on Tuesday nights, but we are fortunate enough that uh, all of the major press conferences have happened already. So we're going to hit them in this order, which is going to be uh, Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo, and then all of the scraps. So I'm looking at uh, Electronic Arts, Ubisoft, and uh, some stuff from like LucasArts and Namco and stuff like that. Um, so let's ask this question. What you guys been playing? I can go first. I ain't been playing shit. This week's been cray cray. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> nothing Not at all. Thing. Feels like about, I'm playing nothing like a at softcore all. softcore mobile game? There's got to be at least one in there. <sighs> um, softcore shit. mobile game. Softcore mobile game. Uh, Emmanuel goes to the iPad. No, um, uh, <laughs> let's let's see here. I've been playing a little bit of Waking Mars on the iPad, and that one's pretty neat. Uh, it's made by the guys who did uh, Spider: The Secret of Bryce Mansion, uh, which was kind of one of those first games that proved that you could do a platformer on the uh, on the uh, iOS without using a virtual key, uh, virtual keyboard keypad D pad thing. Uh, which is pretty neat. Uh, you play as a, uh, an astronaut who is in the subterranean uh, or subterranean of Mars, um, and you garden. So you pick up seeds and you Aww. and you and you plant them into fertile ground. And by doing that, you solve puzzles. So it's kind of kind of like Metroid, uh, Super Metroid, specifically in that way. It's real lonely and crazy, and they uh, haven't encountered enemies yet. But it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Super Metroid meets uh, Harvest Moon on the iPad. Which is pretty cool. <laughs> Best matchup ever. It was it was it was also uh, three dollars. So um, Harvest Mars. Yeah, Harvest Mars. There we Harvest go. Mars. <laughs> <laughs> has, has there ever been um, a Harvest Moon character in Super Smash Bros? Uh, the cow. The cow was in uh, was in the first one. No, he wasn't. That's, That's actually been like one of the rumored characters every iteration. I think the cow. <laughs> huh? Not the, the cow. The the farmer. One of my favorite things about Harvest Moon ever, uh, you know, during the eight years that I worked at GameStop, um, whenever whenever a new Harvest Harvest Moon game comes out, um, and this has been true since two thousand four, um, whenever a new Harvest Moon game comes out, the pre order bonus is a little plushy of an animal, okay. and so I, I at various times I have owned plushy cows, plushy dogs, plushy chickens, plushy alpacas, um, <laughs> and, they, they, oh, and they and they get lost along the way. Um, but yeah, that's, that, that's Harvest Moon, but like literally nothing else. I mean, I've been playing a little bit of psyops, but that is for watch out for fireballs and I have to save all that, have to save all that science for that podcast. Um, and I've been playing that and I've been playing that needs to leave work at work. I think (laughs) 
<laughs> Say, Dad needs to leave work at work. Yeah, don't bring your work stuff here. Well, no, it's, this is all. It's, it's it's we're all we're all one big family. But if I you know if I, if I waste if I waste my magic here, you know, or if I use my magic here, hmm. it's true. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, no. So, what did you think? <laughs> uh, just listen to the other one. Yeah, just listen to the other one. Yeah. Um, and I played a little bit. Like, like I, I played Puzzle Quest too, but that's like we said everything that there is to say about it last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know, so and I played a little bit of like I played a little bit more uh, Silent Hill Downpour, but it's just you know n like not enough to like say anything categorically different than what I said uh, last time. So yeah, that's about it. And in the interest of keeping it rapid fire, you know. Yeah. All that. Well, um, I, I don't have much that I've been playing either, so I can I can kind of hop right on those coattails uh, and say that I, I've been playing more Puzzle Quest as well. And again, I, I can't get over the idea that a match three game takes about 15 minutes to do anything. <laughs> uh, so I keep on pulling it out thinking it's just a little diversion, and then a half hour later... I realized that I was supposed to be at a meeting or something like that, you know. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's held my attention well. For, for uh, about a half hour later, battlefield. I got my first um, positive kill death ratio in in months. Really? <laughs> so that was good. Yeah. Wait, po positive or like greater greater than one? I had more kills than deaths. Okay. Wait, because yeah, <laughs> positive would mean you went Jesus style. <laughs> No, no, I guess well, I guess well, I rather negative would mean you went Jesus style. Yeah, I just that's I guess that's what I kind of what I'm saying because because positive would indicate yeah, like any anything above zero would be positive. However, any anything less than 1 would mean that you died more than you. I don't know. Oh yeah, I went I went work? super integral. Okay. Super super unimal, super yeah. over 1. Yeah. I'm trying to invent a word here and it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> This um, is why we need the Merkel to make up math-sounding words, <laughs> or, or to shake his head silently as we grope around for with it. With the master's degree in mathematics, right? Yeah, yeah. Of oh, course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you, so you are doing well on uh, yes. on Battlefield. That's cool. Did did well once. I'll I'll keep it honest. I, I did okay. well once. Um, and I may have been riding passenger in a helicopter that my brother was piloting. So, um, <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and then, um, I've been playing PsyOps as well. Um, that, that's one that's been on my like pile of shame forever and ever and ever. So I finally got the kick in the pants. I needed to play it. Nice. Where that's, are you in it? Um, I, I just got, um, pyrokinesis. Okay. Is that, uh, before or after, uh, the, the, the trippiness level? Before. Okay. Yeah, yep. the the trippy stuff doesn't happen till the end. It's kind of like Zen from uh, for, from Half Life, not you know, uh, and the art of motorcycle maintenance. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, I think I think that's me and you, Cole. Yep, David. What up? Been playing a little bit more Diablo three. Um, haven't really gone anywhere. Only thing I can say really is that. Um, I like the way they do the um, your companion characters. Um, it's sort of, you know, they run around with you and they'll they'll comment on what's going on. So it's sort of a kind of a, a very very basic version of the, like the Bioware approach. Yep. Um, but it's you know it's interesting having like you know the ultra gung ho you know idealistic uh, Templar and like my cynical demon hunter. <laughs> Although the one, uh, the one thing is, 
I want to know who's decided in like all these games that idle dialogue is a good idea. How often are you standing around? Well, it see that's the thing. If I'm standing around, it's either because like I went to go check on something in the room and I'm not at the TV, so the idle dialogue doesn't help, or like I'm, you know, arranging my inventory or something so the idle dialogue is um, you know, just annoying. Mm-hmm. But apparently they think that, like, every so often I'm just, like, staring at the screen and the idle dialogue happens. I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be playing the game? <laughs> I I know. I just find that really weird. But um, other thing I've been doing, um, I got back into uh, Echo Bazaar. Uh, I everyone else was doing mobile games, so I figured I should too. <laughs> that that is the browser-based um, kind of uh, mystery Victorian kind of game, right? Yeah, it's Gothic Victorian. Actually, I think what it kind of reminds me of um, is I've also been reading uh, Discworld. Okay. It's kind oh, of got, those are so good. It's kind of got that approach to like dark humor. So, so you know, where the people just sort of lack a normal sense of self-preservation and are all slightly psychopaths, uh-huh. you know, kind of that thing. So, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, London's been transported to the underworld, so the river um, Thames or whatever uh, runs straight through hell. So death's no longer permanent, meaning that um, Jack the Ripper's uh, kills are considered entertainment and... I recently solved a murder investigation by interviewing the victim. <laughs> um, but I've really been uh, enjoying it. They, um, you know, the the basic flow of the game was where you um, choose a story, select various actions um, that are unlocked based on your stats. But they've changed up so that now a lot of the actions, uh, uh, a lot of the stats you gain rise and fall based on your the decisions you've made in previous stories hmm. uh, so like in one of the story arcs um, I was investigating people having their souls stolen and uh, when I finally found the person responsible I selected the option to um, kill them in such a way that they couldn't um, come back from hell and come back to life think like Breaking Bad style okay <laughs> Um, so, you know, say now I get a story where, you know, say like I track down someone who's running a protection racket, Mm -hmm. I might have the option to, um, you know, use my persuasion trait, uh, to suggest they cut me in on the profits or I could, um, call in, um, past favors with the constables to have them arrested. But, you know, since I did that previous, um, mission or story or whatever, I might have the option to, um, use the fact that I'd permanently murdered someone to um, intimidate them into, you know, leaving the shop owners alone. So it's a thing where the actual gameplay is very, very simple, but the way your actions interact with each other makes it really, really addictive and fun. Okay. Nice. Um, my, kind of my question for you, you know, I know games like uh, uh, Kingdom of Loathing, which this obviously takes a lot, a lot, of, uh, a lot of inspiration yeah. from. Um they add a lot of stuff. I mean, is, is most of this content, has it, has it been there since the start or are they just kind of, is, is this kind of just slowly kind of like creeping and expanding out? See, um, you know, it's constantly being updated. Um, 
one of the big things I've noticed actually is um, they've gone back and added um, a lot more um, of kind of the cross interaction between stories. So um, previously, um, you know, there might be a story I unlocked where um, where my when my um, you know say my stealth ability was like five and now it's forty. And so previously, just that would just be a wasted story. There wouldn't be anything worthwhile to do. But they've now gone back and added a lot of things where, like, if I had completed, you know, say recently, you know, some bank heist, maybe there would be a new option open in that story, stuff like that. So, okay. so yeah, they're, they're continuously um, adding a lot of things and, you know, revising how it's set up. Now, at the beginning of this, you said that uh, you said that this was a mobile game. Are you just playing this on a mobile browser on your phone, or, or is it, or have they made an app for this? Um, I guess I'm playing a mobile browser on my phone, although I guess mainly I say it's a mobile game because, you know, it's integrated with uh, Twitter and Facebook optionally. Okay. So, I don't know. I guess I see... I see... Annoying people on Facebook as basically a mark of a mobile game. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, did, did you guys take advantage, speaking of annoying people um, on, on Facebook and everything, did you guys take advantage of, uh, of, the, uh, of the Humble Bundle at all? I actually have not yet. I, I need to get in and do that. Yeah, no, I, I own literally every one of those games, but the, uh, but the, the, the soundtracks are, uh, are enough for me to, do, you know, to, to get those games. Um, just, just, just so you're listening, like by the, if you're, if you're listening to this, the day that it comes out and basically any time around the time of its release, it's available it has Bastion. It has amnesia, the dark descent. It has psychonauts. It has limbo and it has super brothers sword and sorcery. There is nary a loser to be found in that bunch. Um, and you get the soundtracks for, uh, um, all five of the games, uh, by, by downloading it. Um, so it's a lot thinking... better about that. What's that? I think. With the original bundle, you could get like one of the soundtracks, and then with the second bundle, you could get like a couple of the soundtracks. Now they're really good about making sure you can get all the soundtracks. Oh yeah, it's well, great. I mean, people have seen that it's a thing that people actually care about. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. I mean, I bought the uh, I, I bought the Sword and Sorcery soundtrack uh, shortly after I picked up the game, um, and that's why I said the you know bothering people because that was a big controversy when Sword and Sorcery came out. Um, but I bought that soundtrack for ten bucks off of iTunes, you know, right after I got the game. You know, kind of the same thing. Um, I was I was about to buy the Bastion soundtrack recently, but it's like I can get all these games again, and then also get Amnesia and Psychonauts and Limbo those soundtracks as well. I'd like uh, to see some of the actual, um, you know, studios um, break out a couple of their like really really old games and create a bundle. I think that that would be kind of cool. That happens on GOG sometimes. Like they'll 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 do a. Uh, They'll, they'll they'll do like bundles and sales and things like that. But so, can I can I just say that I I absolutely love that you know E three was yesterday, uh, <laughs> and the the two things that come out first in natural conversation are the humble indie bundle and good old games. Like that's awesome. <laughs> well, I I tuted that last week, right? And I, it made it made me sound oh, kind yeah. of, it made me sound <laughs> kind of like a a, a pretentious. Tw- but I said, you know, my favorite thing about about modern gaming is retro is how easy is how accessible retro games are. Which yeah, that's because it, you're a hipster. <laughs> like, like I said, it makes me sound like a pretentious twat. But I, I'm I shouldn't say that. You know, sorry, I shouldn't say that's that's derogatory. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> no, it's not even that. But it's 
Yeah, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable saying that. It makes me sound pretentious. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there Double we are. power. Yeah. Um, no, but just uh, but that's that 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 that, that holds true. Uh, speaking of E three, why don't we jump into this and talk about how how nonplussed we are? <laughs> yeah, really. I I love the level of pretension we're getting here. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. <laughs> so uh, going with the uh, the prescribed order. Uh, that we agreed upon, or that I that I that I forced upon us, everybody, <laughs> everybody on pinboard here. Um, yeah, so Nintendo had their press conference, and as expected, uh, they announced several details about the uh, about the Wii U. Uh, uh, Wii U, Wii U, uh, not the price or the release date, but uh, sure, a bunch of games. Um, so, you know, we have a whole big list here that we can kind of go up and down. I want you guys to call stuff out, you know, kind of as you see it, um, kind of one of the bigger hardware announcements that they made was that, uh, the, what am I thinking of here? You can have two controllers at once now, the, the, like two of the game pads on, on one system, whereas that was a big limitation from before. If anyone wants to spend the what three hundred dollars it's going to take to buy one of these things, I don't know. That's that. That's one of the things that bug me about them not announcing a price because I want to know if this thing, if the Wii U comes out at more than three hundred dollars, they are boned. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's like like they 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 can't afford to do more than that. They See, can't. That's I I keep hoping. <laughs> my 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 goal for the EU uh, Wii U U. Whatever um, is just for Nintendo to realize that they need to stop making consoles. So, so, I saw I saw a tweet the uh, earlier today that said, "Man, I can't wait to play a Mario game on Microsoft's Xbox uh, 720." So you so you guys are wanting them to go full Sega. I don't know if I want them to, but it seems like they're trying. <laughs> <laughs> like hey, the I, one thing full, that stood out. Se- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, for Sega, if Sega then continued making noteworthy Sonic games. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't wish that oh, on ahead. anybody. Go I wouldn't ahead. wish that disappointment on anybody. No, no, you've had something to say for about five minutes. Go ahead. I'm trying. I'm trying. No, I was going to say that the most notable thing about this really impressive roster of games that they've got thrown up here is that I don't think any of these are going to be enough to get someone who owns a Wii as a casual gamer to buy a Wii U. Okay, so there there are two things here. They 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 need to try and bottle the bottle that lightning twice, um, and by yeah. that I mean they need to fool the exact same amount of housewives into buying this thing, <laughs> into buying this one as they did the, as they did into buying the last one. Which uh, that, that 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 sounds sexist and derogatory or whatever, but they like just like they well, need we're to, all about that. They need to fool my mom into buying it. Like my my mom bought a Wii. You know, like well, like when it was full price, and they played it like two times. <laughs> but that's where a lot of their growth came from. I mean, and, and they have stuff that like takes advantage of that. Like they have the new, uh, the 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 Wii Fit U, which sounds weird. That's that's a that's a sentence. Here's, has, here's the thing: a it's a, a fool me once, uh, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me. Kind of situation. They got everyone with this whole like the Wii is going to get you in shape. Uh, and we've we've talked about how that psychology of just adding adding a check in to get to uh, a game that you want to play is is going to help help a lot. But the the moms bought into that the first time, mm-hmm. and I guarantee you that that uh, that we balance board is uh, is off in a corner somewhere collecting dust. Yeah, so I, I, or, or it's off in a shelf at a GameStop somewhere collecting dust. Yeah, <laughs> or it's yeah, on I Craigslist. Never got how people thought that was going to work. <laughs> 
I mean, well, well, no, I mean, like, okay, so here's the thing, like, 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 uh, EA uh, Active that worked for me, <laughs> like, I guess, as, as like as as ridiculous as that sounds, like that 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 did work, but I don't know that the trailer for We Fit You again, it's strange for a title to be a sub for to be a sentence like that. Um, like I watched the t- I watched the trailer for that, and it looked like fine. It looks more like a game than We Fit did. I don't know. I'm. This is coming from someone who does standing meditation i don't get how the balance eh, i just don't get how that's supposed to work this is coming from somebody who does sitting meditation um yeah (laughs) (laughs) so yeah they they, they announced uh, some upgrades to the to the wii u gamepad too like uh instead of having the 3ds disc uh analog disc as it were um it actually is going to have analog sticks that'll click in you know like Good. like other modern systems, that is a that is a step up. Yeah, it's only um, two generations late, but welcome to the party. <laughs> well, speaking of that, I mean, looking through through all of um, these games, the thing that strikes me is so many of them seems like the headline should be uh, Nintendo fanboys finally get to play the games everyone else <laughs> played several years ago. Yeah. And that's a big problem, right? Because well, because um, I mean, a lot of these are good games. They are just old. The the, the the two the two biggest ones that I'm that I'm that I'm looking at the ones that I gathered that that I gathered to talk about here, um, and we and we can kind of offer our thoughts. However, these are games that neither of you have played, so you would be able to pick up a Wii U and play them. Um, Batman: Arkham City, uh, the Armored Edition, is coming out. That's the Game of the Year edition with all the DLC. That one's mm-hmm. coming to the Wii U uh, when it comes out. Uh, you know, more than one year after the initial launch of the thing and mass effect three was uh was shown in kind of a best of the rest kind of montage um as coming out for the system so here's my question when that is going to be sitting new on a shelf for wii u at 60 dollars um and there will be a price dropped or you know um what do they call on microsoft its greatest hits for sony platinum platinum uh it's going to be sitting next to it uh for you know 30 dollars uh, on the other two consoles, is anyone really going to go for that sixty dollars version? Uh, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm touching my nose. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it, I don't know. It it's a nice idea, and it's it's great to be like, hey, we've got we can play real games now. Um, but that just means in in I don't know. What do you guys think? One or two years when the next round of consoles comes out, uh, I can't imagine it's going to be much longer before they start talking about it, like E3. Uh, the Wii U is just gonna be a little, uh, little more than a blip on the radar. We'll See, get we'll get to this when we talk about the other you know companies and and their shit. But like th- th- they were the only people who brought the new hardware heat this year. See why do, why why I don't understand is as far as I've seen, uh, Nintendo is the only one that hasn't really done much of the indie thing. Which seems weird because indie games are noteworthy for generally having much less, uh, much uh, smaller uh, system requirements. Yeah. Which means they could potentially run on their hardware. Well, no, they've tried it. Like they've done the they've they've done the uh, the the uh, the Wii Shop Channel kind of stuff. I, I, I forget what they called it. Yeah, but um, your mom doesn't know how that works. Yeah, no, but I do, and it looked like a perfectly <laughs> serviceable version of uh, you know of, of World of Goo. Um, sure. I don't know. I, I, so I'm, I see exactly what you're saying, but, but, but the thing is like them being the only, uh, the, the, the only next gen console at, at, at holiday this, this year, 
You know, you know? that might yeah. actually like it, it might fool people into it. It well, might I feel like that will work well for their target market because <laughs> you know their target market isn't going. You know, is is it seems like uh, probably a lot of the Wii's were bought for like Christmas stuff like that. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And that's still the launch window. That I mean, holiday is still the launch window for this thing. Oh and... God! Could you imagine if something happened to make them miss that? How how horrible that would be. Oh, like be... I, I agree with your thought. That's that's probably going to be the saving grace of the console, and and it's very smart on Nintendo's part, but. You're you're really putting all your eggs in one basket there. It, it it'd be the, it'd be the death knell. I mean, and you know, if you think about why the Wii succeeded in the first place, it was because of the media blitz. You know, when 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 the Today Show and Good Morning America want to want you know want to go to a GameStop with some cameras and talk about mm-hmm. like you know the, the the you know what's hot this holiday season, they're not going to be talking about the Kinect and how you can run Internet Explorer on it. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're they're not going to be doing that. Like, hey, all remember the... the frustration you felt. The last time you opened up Internet Explorer, wouldn't you just like to get that in more places? Remember the last time you opened up Internet Explorer, you know, to download and install Chrome. Um, <laughs> so, 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 yeah, that, that's I mean, that, that that's going to be the one thing. Now, Nintendo, they, they brought some of their own heat to this, too. Like they, they announced some, uh, you know, some stuff of their own, the new, a new Pikmin game, which seems like a good fit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the more detail, bigger stages and you, you know, a touch screen seems not like a natural fit for the, uh, for the real time strategy game, uh, kind of thing. Um, they also announced new super Mario brothers, U, which, uh, is five player instead of four player. And, uh, uh, the person who has the game pad is actually going to be able to draw platforms for other people to jump on. Nice. Yeah. Um, but they, I feel like that would be fun if it was online. So you could use that to grief people. <laughs> and it's just well, they, like, okay, couch griefing. I mean, let any, any anybody who's played New Super Mario Brothers with somebody on the couch, there, there is a lot of fun in couch in couch griefing. Oh yeah, and I think that's it keeps it um, non mean spirited as well. Uh, you know, See, you, you kind of get real time feedback on how far you can push it and how much you can tow that line um, without just getting someone to drop out on you and quit. Yeah. Have See, you... my thing, the only person I, um, I know or knew that, um, owned a Wii was, uh, the people I did martial arts with. So the, the real time feedback was often not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, okay. They announced a Mario game. That's, that's what they need, right? You know, just short of announcing a Zelda game for it. That's, what they need here's here's what gets me though is like you know the they're actually regressing towards how it was in the beginning with you know the new super mario bros it kind of got back to the the old school roots um and it's a great game i love it and everything like that but how many how many times are they going to sell us this game before we realize like hey i can just get a rom of the original mario game and, and get essentially the same thing but if they make it something that's unique to the system and unique to the experience right yeah, I, I guess they 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 do you know do some things to mix it up, but there's only so many times I can shake my controller to to fly instead of um, pushing a button to fly, and it just kind of loses its luster really quick. Yeah. Um, the other kind of like mainstream Nintendo game, and I think you know there's there's a little bit to talk about with this is uh, Nintendo Land, um, which is. Uh, I think like Wii Sports was like a tech demo for like how to use the 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 the, the unique functions of the Wii controller, you mm-hmm. know. 
Um, so you, it takes place in an amusement park that's like themed after a bunch of different Nintendo properties. So how is how is this not like a Mario Party? I, I guess to... I guess there's there's people from other actual franchises. Mario Party only had the the Mario people. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I th- I think the more pertinent, it seems like a minigame collection. The more pertinent question is why is this being sold alongside it and not being packed into the fucker? Yeah, that's what worked. <laughs> also, for last why time. is there not a Mario Party game? Uh, they just released like Mario Party Nine, and it was like super bad. Oh, well, yeah, that yeah. seems to be the like they they cannot make a good Super Mario Party game anymore, and I'm not sure why. Like with with mobile gaming, um, buzzword of the day. Uh, the the kind of like the the little mini game experience seems to have been perfected and and you know people just seem to be getting better at it. So how can they still manage to make it so bad? Well, they've I mean they had WarioWare. They've ruined. Uh, okay, there we go. You you stole my one point, but they've ruined all their credibility <laughs> by putting out nine of those goddamn things. Yeah. you know. <laughs> like, well, I mean it, that works for Madden. I guess it does, but. <laughs> I don't know. Football is a game that's been around for a hundred years. How many times can you jump rope? How how many times can you play jump rope with some fireballs? You know, like that's mm, so angry. Um, <laughs> um, another big thing about the about the, about the Wii U, uh, it, it will be a uh, it won't be a slouch in the media department. Uh, it, it's going to have Netflix. It's going to have um, Hulu Plus, and it is going to have Amazon uh, Amazon Prime Video as well. Um, which isn't a surprise. That seems to be just like a requirement, you know, right? Yeah, it seems Honestly, to be pretty standard coming to everyone. Most of the people I know that um, own Wii's use them as a very expensive Roku. <laughs> That's what my brother uses his for. No, I'll, I'll vouch for that. My uh, my my uh, in-laws do the same thing. Yeah. They probably <sighs> haven't played a game on their Wii in, in a year. <laughs> Now, um, I want to talk about the kind of two killer apps, like the most exciting things that I saw about the Wii U, and I want to know if you guys have uh, if you guys have any uh, uh, any thoughts on these. Have you seen the uh, the trailers or the uh, um, kind of use case scenarios for Zombie U? I saw the I will trailer. Shortly. You will shortly. <laughs> okay, Zombie U. Um, and no, that is not a university for zombies. Um, <laughs> um, it is a, it's a game that's being developed by Ubisoft. It's a first-person survival horror game that basically like, takes full advantage of the, uh, the the Wii remote or of the Wii uh, gamepad. So like you can. So I saw the trailer. I didn't see any actual gameplay footage for it. Right. The trailer was kind of cool. I mean, it, it kind of ate Dead Island just a little bit um, by doing the whole frozen weird time aspect um there's a there's a different video if you, if you click on the link in there uh you can you can see it I, i'd recommend you not do it while we're talking on the show um but it shows a bunch of different ways that it like takes advantage of it so like hacking like uh you know like door pads you know for entering numbers and putting in different combinations uh for rummaging through your inventory uh for sniping as kind of like an ar kind of thing you hold it up and you do that um it looks pretty neat it looked like a it looked like a like a, the the mature game that was going to take advantage of everything that, that it did kind of like ubisoft did with uh red steel um on the wii except um uh, good <laughs> except, except it looks like it's going to be out. good yeah so don't don't compare this to that because uh, yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, Same. I almost heard Sega in the distance. <laughs> then you shuddered. Um, and then uh, <laughs> let me let me see here the the team behind DJ Hero they are uh, bringing out a game that is currently called Sing. 
uh, where the the gamepad screen will play uh, will will have lyrics, and it's a karaoke game, and you sing and dance along to it. Uh, you know, I think that which that is, looks which great. is nice. Like okay, yeah. another party game. That's that's nice. Yeah, it's about all you can say about these things, though. <laughs> See, I love how, how how just like how nonplussed we are. Like, I I look back like like you know last year, I was up on it. Like, I was I was I was all about it. And you know, still this year, this is the like the most exciting press conference I saw, the most exciting articles that I read. But the for, but, for the Wii, for, for for the Wii U, yeah. Hmm. I didn't see anything else that like you know got my motor going more than this see, did. I think the differences um, between like Guitar Hero and the sing thing is you don't have to be good at Guitar Hero for Guitar Hero not to be annoying. You have to know how to sing for you singing not to be annoying. <laughs> oh, you need to go to karaoke. That is yeah. not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, enough, enough, or enough. drunk, but I thought, but we've already said, well, yeah, that's um, we've already said, you know, housewives and small children. <laughs> well, housewives, I mean, you know, so there's, there's at least partially that market. Okay. No, I, I'm just wondering the first time one of these controllers is going to wind up in the TV. I mean, we've all seen the videos of someone putting a, a small Wii controller into the TV. You can really do some damage with these things. Yeah, I think uh, I think I think people are going to, you know, if, if something feels expensive, you're going to be you're going to be, uh, you know, careful with it. And I guarantee you this thing's going to be expensive. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's, I, I don't know. Let's let's. Uh, I, OK, I'll, I'll take a guess. I'm going to say it's going it's going to be uh, eighty dollars. Oh, I will. I will be very surprised if it goes for less than a hundred. Okay, I was gonna say a hundred, but I wanted to be controversial and drop it by twenty. Yeah, I think. <sighs> Go ahead, man. I would say around a hundred, probably. Depend depending on how much, uh, how many peripherals they can con you into buying. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna keep selling the uh, the 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 Wii remotes because those will work on it, which I think is nice. That's a good touch. Yeah, that's that's smart. Um, See, I. I, I'm still upset that I've never seen a game where you use the nunchuck controller as a nunchuck. That's that's sort of a sore, <laughs> sore seems, point for me. It just just seems irresponsible to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's take a brief digression here into uh, 3DS land. Speaking of New Super Mario Brothers 2 is going to be coming. You know, it's going to be coming out to the uh, 3DS uh, this summer. Um, exactly what it sounds like. Um, uh, you know, kind of seems redundant with Super Mario 3D Land being out and available there. Uh, but more exciting than that is uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon is coming out this holiday season on the 3DS, uh, making each and every one of us as happy as could be. New yeah, yeah, honestly, two? Don't, yeah. What's that? New Super Mario's 2? Yes. Isn't that a oxymoron? <laughs> I think so. They, 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 they didn't think too far ahead. Not going to lie by calling it new. <laughs> So yeah, that's good. I, so. Tell me, I, I never played the original Luigi's Mansion, and I didn't see the trailers for this game. So, help me under. Should I be excited for this? Is this anything yes. to watch out for? Yeah, yeah. You, it's it, it's it's great. Um, you're basically a Ghostbuster, um, walk wandering through this uh, kind of Metroid-style mansion, um, or Castlevania-style mansion in this case, rather. You, you know, all that. Um, and you hunt down and seek out ghosts. And you have to uh, wrangle them in and collect them and get coins by, uh, by 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 getting them. It's nice and simple, but it's like atmospheric. Like you wouldn't expect a Mario horror game, but there <laughs> it is. You know. And it's also, I mean, each of the ghosts you have to figure out 
their puzzle to make them vulnerable. Yeah. Just just a, a long string of booze. Well, no, uh, well, there, there's the booze, but then there's actual like ghost people. Mm-hmm. So like, so like one of them, you go into the mansion's like game room, and there's like uh, a ghost pool player. <laughs> so you have to like um, use the vacuum to suck and get one of his balls, and then shoot it into the um, into the the pocket, and that <laughs> makes him vulnerable. <laughs> Wow, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's like someone combined like uh, made a puzzle, puzzler fishing game and added ghosts. That is incredibly oh. apt. <laughs> um, so yeah, you guys sound pretty down on uh, pretty down on 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 Nintendo, uh, possibly rightfully so. But let's uh, let's go over here. There's there's comparatively a lot more to talk about there than at any of the other uh, press conferences. Yeah, I would say they did a great job of of nailing like having a lot to talk about mm-hmm. it's just you know quantity over quality maybe in in uh, this instance i don't even know about qual- quality i mean I, I know that i was the person who gathered the stories i I, I know that but i'm looking at the the likes of the different lists that i have here and it's like wow can i call one out actually yeah sure um i didn't read this before so this is kind of one of those things i read and was incredibly confused wii u pedometer yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the Pokewalker, um, except it'll work with Wii Fit. Okay, I guess I'm seeing two two use cases. Either A, it's for people who pace back and forth across the <laughs> living room ones, or B, I'm seeing people like carrying a TV and Wii U boombox style. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I just, I don't see game console and pedometer. Yeah, well, no, it's, it's supposed to track your, like, you know, your activity when you're not. When, when you're not at the Wii Fit station. Okay. Yeah. Which makes sense. I don't know. Let's talk about Sony. Um, I didn't watch the press conference. Did you, Dennis? I did. I, I ate every second of it up. Okay. So you so, probably uh, have more have, have more of a grasp on it than I do. I mean, I'm looking at a list of a list of four articles that I found to be, you know, pretty, you know, you know, you know pretty noteworthy, but why don't you kind of like walk us through here? You know, was there anything here that I missed? Yeah. Um, this, the one defining thing of the, the Sony press conference, which was the wonder book and not in a good way. What's a wonder book? Yeah. Tell me. Oh God, I wish I knew after all the time they spent on it. I'm not sure I could explain it to you. Uh, but it's, it's essentially a, a pad that you open up in front of your TV, your PlayStation I, and it'll do kind of augmented reality stuff with it. Um, but I think this was some some inbred um, focus group decided that this is this is what's going to be the next big thing. They've got J.K. Rowling um, doing a Harry Potter type of thing for it, and they probably spent 20 minutes demoing it, and it did not work well. But they just kept on going with it. Um, so it was, they, they actually had some good momentum going into this demo and it's like, Oh, okay, cool. New, new peripheral. And then five minutes later, it's like, all right, this, this game is, is kind of getting a little too much attention. And then five minutes later, it's like, well, it's not even working. I think you guys need to cut your losses. <laughs> uh, and then five minutes later I was you know ready to put a gun to my head. They just, Jeez. I don't, you know, they, they came out at the beginning. I thought it was really good. Jack Trenton. Which is their their CEO of uh, the their Sony Computer Entertainment division? Like he opened up by saying, you know, like 
we really want to focus on you, the gamers, and we know people are going to be talking about, quote unquote, who won E3. Um, and so we really want to bring you the best stuff. And I was like, wow, that's really self-aware. And they seem to be delivering on it. And then they just went off into um, peripheral land. Uh, <laughs> it was it was ridiculous. It was almost like you were watching an elaborate practical joke. <laughs> when the move was first announced, the thing that I heard said about it the most was it kind of looked like somebody's science fair project. Yeah, <laughs> um, just like they, they they didn't choose the right stuff to say about it. And looking at the articles like on Engadget, like right now, looking at it, that's what this looks like to me. Oh, yeah. And they didn't <laughs> See, even have the sense to have. Oh, go ahead, David. I was just going to say, um, I I like the idea of augmented reality. Uh, you know, the idea that, you know, you can be like walking around and having this screen that, um, you know, can show you all this core cool information and stuff. But when I'm in front of a TV, the one thing I'm not lacking is a screen that can show me all this core cool information. It's augmented reality. If reality was everything that was in sight of your TV, which for some yeah. people I understand is the case, but <laughs> you, you know, like when the 3DS does something better than your fucking $400 system does, like maybe rethink, maybe rethink it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they didn't, they didn't even have the good sense to have kids demo it. When they did their live demo, that malfunctioned. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, if you, have, if you have kids doing it, you know, with Microsoft doing Connect, it was really corny and, yeah. and, and stupid. But at least when the program screwed up, you could be like, oh, it's, you know, kids, you know, have trouble. That's cute. No, they had grown-ass <laughs> adults sitting in front of this book playing a Harry Potter game uh, and unable to make it work. It was what? the most awkward watching, thing. Watching a kid being a shitty Jedi that. is funny. I'm sorry, David. Yeah. Uh. Oh, sorry. I, just, I, I love that you just suggested that you need to have kids demo it. That way, if it doesn't work, you can blame it on them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely support that. God. Man, I, I, I saw not a single article about this. Like, I went on a huge binge. It's like, we're going to do our E3 extravaganza today. Nothing. Like, I just, I must have glossed over it because it seems like such a non thing. You probably so refreshed it. it. Actually. The technology sounds kind of cool, like. But the technology is not new. I mean, we all well, remember. We all remember when Eye of Judgment took the world by storm, and you know, you can't sure, walk. Exactly. You, you can't walk into anybody's house without seeing an Eye of Judgment table set up right in front of their TV, so they can play their cards with their friend in Vietnam. You know, just uh, yeah. like like why 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 recover <laughs> that ground? <laughs> you know, that's, there's that's a story in that in that sentence somewhere. <laughs> This is this is Eye of Judgment 2.0, you know. <laughs> so, and I'm I'm really glad J.K. Rowling. Oh, and by the way, J.K. Rowling could not have phoned it in more because she didn't even phone it in. She she had a quote that I'm sure a Sony exec wrote for her, pla placed up on screen, and made no other sort of appearance at the at the uh, <laughs> at the conference. So, so 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 they so they brought J.K. Rowling out onto the out onto the stage and had her stand in front of a screen with a quote that somebody wrote for her, and people clapped and she walked off. No, she wasn't even there. They just showed her quote. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I'm so, okay, so so wait a minute. She didn't even like. She didn't even phone it in. She texted it in. Yeah, she literally <laughs> had someone else text it in for her. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say. I mean, if you think about if you think about somebody who like doesn't have to live anymore as J.K. Rowling, right? You know, her her shit's done. She doesn't have to work a day in her life again. She, oh, yeah. She she basically. Like, She's, let's let's put her on suicide watch because I'd be very worried. There's nothing there's <laughs> wow. nothing left for her to do. Um, but yeah, it was kind of dark. I'm sorry. Here's no, no, no it's 
I think J.K. Rowling can take it. She'll just go swim in her money for a little bit and feel yeah. better about herself. I'm just jealous. Um, um, but <laughs> but I, I guess the the thing that that uh, so that's that's the negative that Sony did, right? And uh, it was it was bad. So do you it have to buy a new show. book for every game? Is this like is is this like like the Game Boy Advance e cards? Uh, wait, wait, say again. Do you have to buy a new book for every game, or is it one book that the PlayStation I recognizes? No, it's one book, a thousand stories, according to their tagline. Oh God, I, I want to so shoot this thing into the Kindle. sun. Uh, no, it's it's literally a poster board. <laughs> it's, it's not even a book. I could make this. I could print this. I could print this bullshit out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay, I, I, I'm I'm going to close this tab. I'm I'm very angry. Yeah, no. <laughs> so let's let's focus on what Sony did right because they, damn it, Sony, I love you, but you you do the stupidest things. This is this is uh, right up there with the um, with the uh, the racist um, PSP ad. You guys oh. familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, with the with the white lady, like like choke slamming a black lady. Yeah. What? <laughs> they were billboards that were over in Europe. Let me, uh, let me, let me. Oh, I'll, well. I'll do the Google image. <laughs> oh, it was Europe. That's okay. <laughs> but so the the one thing that I thought was most intriguing to me about the Sony conference, and I, I thought this was really done right and done uniquely right, was crossplay. Now, not screen sharing. Let me be, be very clear. Microsoft won the whole screen sharing thing. Yeah, that was kind of um, cool. because they said, you know. Screw these, you know, tablets that aren't tablets. Um, we're just going to let you interact with the thing that you have, and that was that was the smartest move of E3, in, in my opinion. Oh, do not search for crossplay. <laughs> search for crossplay. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I did not think that one through. <laughs> And like a child who touches the stove, <laughs> you know. Oh God, no. Okay, so to be very clear, if, if I stopped you, I'd be a bad mom. <laughs> Maybe I need to rephrase here. Um, being able to play the same game on two different systems, and to be able to play, for example, PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale, to have half of your players on the PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. And the other half of the players um, playing on the Vita, I thought I thought that was a really good idea. Was this the thing that they did with um with with uh, Little Big Planet, where you could use your PS Vita as a P- PlayStation Three controller and do kind of like fine level adjustment controls on the screen? Uh, so they there is that, and that that was surprisingly kind of brushed under the under the carpet. They just kind of said, oh yeah, and there's going to be a DLC pack, and there will be crossplay. So those. <laughs> There, there will be play between systems. Damn it, David! <laughs> you just ruined a word for me. Um, but oh, it even has a Wikipedia article. <laughs> this is what this night is about now. Uh, no, so the those two kind of interact. But what really impressed me was when you could play the same game um, together, and so not not like some crappy sub you know, mini game within the real PlayStation game. This was the full blown game on both systems that you could just play kind of a platform agnostic. Uh, so, so they, they did um, battle Royale that way. 
they did there was one other game that they showed at E three that was like that and I'm blanking on what it was. But then just a whole bunch of um PSN titles are gonna be that way as well. Yeah. And I think being able to do that and being able to kind of not only play with um people regardless of what platform they're on, but being able to start a game, you know, on your home system, throw that save over to your Vita and then take it with you to, you know, the bus or what have you. Uh, is really really smart, and that was something they did. They did particularly well. Dude, PlayStation Network needs to get um, oh Gauntlet Legends, because that would be a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> Ooh, is that a, sorry? Not familiar. Is it a PS One game or is it? it? It's like an old arcade game. Oh, and okay. then was on like every system. Yeah, it's like three. It's like three D. It, it, it did come out for PlayStation Two. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But uh. It, Good. Mentioning PlayStation One games, um, there's a whole slew of them that are coming to Vita. Yeah, which is like, I, like I almost thought about getting a Vita, but then I looked and I was like, okay, does that play PS One Classics? Because that is again going back to my my adage. Um, that was like one of the main things that made me want a PSP. Was like, okay, can I play PS One games on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be I'd be willing to buy a Wild Arms again if I could play it, you know, on the can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But you couldn't, wow, and, 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 that, okay. and that was and that was such a and that was such a glaring hole in the feature set. Like why? Like why not? You know? Yeah. But but now you can, and it looks and it looks great. Yeah, they've got it together, and so that's that's good to see. The other thing um, that's exciting is they, and this is again a non-game announcement, which really there was surprisingly little in terms of actual games to talk mm-hmm. about. There were two. There were two big ones. Two big ones. Um, but anyway, there's also they they're kind of redoing, uh, or not redoing, but upping the game for PlayStation Plus, uh, and there there were I believe twelve free games available starting this month for members. No no change in price, anything like that, including three pretty blockbuster titles. Yeah. Um, you know, available now, and uh, it was probably the largest round of applause that night that they they said everyone in the room gets uh, a free year of PlayStation Plus and. People went wild for free stuff. You get a car, and you get yeah. a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it was um, it was cool to see them do that. And actually, for the first time, I started thinking about the PlayStation Plus membership as a substitute for, say, a GameFly, or just as a substitute for buying games in general. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always been this nice supplement to gaming, but I think with what they've done, they've made it an actual alternative. Um, and, uh, you know, as long as you don't mind playing games that have, have been out for a little bit. And if you're like me, you're, you're always a couple of years behind the trend anyway. <laughs> um, you know, this, this would be a perfectly, um, reasonable alternative. And I think as long as you maintain your membership, you get access to all the free games. So it's not just there for a month and then gone and they swap it out with something else. Um, you get that entire library and I'm not sure if that's retroactive. So like, I was going to say. I was going to say, is this ex post facto? Like, if I sign up, do I get, you know, if I sign up in June, do I get May's reward? That is, see, I, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. And, um, gosh, if, if that's really, if that is true, um, then signing up now, you could, you could get a pretty impressive library of games. Yeah. Well, uh, it's five bucks a month. Yeah. And that's, that's amazing. Oh, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't see a reason not to. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've said this in the past, PlayStation, PlayStation Plus, um, I think Sony stumbled ass backwards into it, but they have a pretty good setup there, and uh, this this just continues to improve it. I don't See, know. Good. I think PlayStation Plus for me, I feel like I don't know. I have an irrational like 
emotional thing with it just because at least when as far as I was aware, basically this was the feature they introduced right after they got hacked. Mm-hmm. Or at no, the very least, no, I mean, I think, I think well it came out before it. that, but then they gave whatever. Oh, yeah. So I, I should more say that was when, at least from what I've seen, like people actually realized it was a thing. Mm-hmm. It was It's so. dirty money, essentially. Right. <laughs> This was this was bribe money, which yeah, it's kind of the the worst uh, awareness building campaign. Probably the <laughs> exactly. one positive for, for you, Sony. You didn't know this thing. You didn't know this was a thing until you know your your identity was stolen. Right. Um, we, we did. Speaking of identities, we didn't actually like reveal the three biggest games that they that they're, that they're giving away. They're giving away Little Big Planet two, Infamous two, and Saints Row two. Um, you know, so yes. the uh, tr- nice. three twos, um, you know, and the one that I'm most excited about there, even though I already own it, um, is Saints Row 2, because it means that it's not just going to be Sony games that they're giving out. Yes. And that's, oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. No, so, no, I mean, uh, I, I might like go do this so I can play Little Big Planet 2 finally. <laughs> oh, and tell me, tell me if you do, because I, I'll, I'll join you. That's that's a game that's best enjoyed with someone else, I think. Yeah, I actually, um, can you download that thing? I, I don't think there's any other way unless they mail you the disc. Yeah. No, no I mean I mean rather can can you just go like Yeah, yeah, I think you can just go yeah, on the dashboard on and right say now. like, hey, oh, you know, okay. Let me let me let me have this thing. I want it. Just be prepared to deal with Sony's horrible download system. Yeah, I think it's like seventeen ninety nine for three months. So Wait, I, how I, is the what's up with that download system? Just it's it's super intrusive and and takes forever. It's slow is is the main part. Well, why don't we talk about the the, the big games? You know, just because that's a. I mean, I, I, I see at least one here that I'm su- that I'm super hype about. But yeah, so let's let's uh, we'll we'll do a compliment sandwich. All right, we'll talk about <laughs> one of the really good ones. We'll talk about the mediocre one, and then we'll go. We'll finish with one of the really good ones. Okay, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna have you lead with the first really good one because I, I think you know more about it than I do. You yeah, want me to start with The Last of Us then, instead of um, Beyond? Yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. So The Last of Us, they they obviously is is no secret anymore, but they came out with the first um, kind of extended gameplay trailer. And um, this was what they ended the conference on, and I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, so for anyone who's been living under a rock, um, <laughs> The Last of Us is the next outing from uh, Naughty Dog, the makers of Uncharted. Um, it is a kind of survival game. Uh, I won't necessarily call it a survival horror game, but we don't know that much about it, so it might be. Um, but, you know, it's post-apocalyptic world. There is this virus that essentially um, creates zombies. I mean, it's glorified zombies, let's be honest. And um, you are a, a uh, grizzled man trying to survive in this world who some, somehow finds himself... Um, kind of towing along a young girl who's grown up in uh, these these uh, essentially um, prison camps that keep people. So it's people... Metal Gear Solid too. Sorry. Maybe. <laughs> so it's enslaved. Maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> go on. Stop it! I'm excited about this game. No. <laughs> no, it looks it looks amazing. I just you, yeah, you know, actually, yeah. it does look. What what struck me about this is. So they, they showed the actual gameplay, and in terms of how mechanically it works, it looked very similar to Uncharted. 
in that you know you're moving from cover to cover. There's a lot of contextual animation that's very well done, and uh, you're you're kind of uh, doing stop and pop shooting to uh, to get through uh, various uh, ruined buildings. So you know in in concept that sounds very much like Uncharted Three. The one major difference is that where watching Uncharted Three is like watching um, an Indiana Jones movie, where you know you're you're kind of getting the bad guys, and there's this almost this jovial feel to it, even in the uh, scarier parts. This one feels like watching some kind of documentary, right. uh, and it, I, I won't even describe it as like gritty or brutal. More than I would describe it as realistic. It just you. You know, after you, within the space of the demo, they got into a fight where he killed probably uh, five people. And at the end of it, I was just like, oh my God, I just watched a guy kill five people. Like, there was nothing like, oh, cool, or like, yeah, I got him about it. It was just, wow, that. That just happened. He he had to do that to survive. What, what, was was he was he killing five people who were affected by the you know the the, the stand virus, or were they, or was he killing like five other like survivors that were coming after his no, horde? Other other survivors. Okay, and that's that's the greatest thing is Naughty Dog has said straight up like, yeah, we've got these zombies in there, but that's that's we do not want that to be the focus. Like that's why they the first trailer they showed them is that they said we didn't want any secrecy around them. We just wanted to put them out there and mm-hmm. kind of let people forget them as quickly as possible because the right. true meat of this game comes in the interaction between humans after this. Uh, and that's, that's a really interesting thing. Um, See, but, I, I'm kind of like disappointed that they're relying on shooting as being the main, uh, the main verb of this game. Well, and it, it remains to be seen is what I'll say, because you can only carry four bullets at a time. How does at that work? From, from from what I saw in the demo, there there's only slots for for four bullets, and once those are gone, you have to go you know scavenge more. Um, now okay. again, I, this, I don't know this, if that's this takes place in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> I I could be dead wrong about that, but they've they've said that they really want you to have to stop and think about every single shot that you fire, right. whether it's worth it. So I think the the uh, close up. Uh, combat will be will be much more of a focus um but whereas you know uncharted had these kind of snazzy uh finishing moves and and kind of brawling combat this is really just uh well now i will use the words gritty and brutal um (laughs) you're you're smashing people's heads into into the the sides of desks um you know you're you're hitting them with lead pipe at one point uh, you get tackled and you're starting to be choked to death. And um, and the girl, I want to say her name is Ellie, but I'm not sure. Um, but uh, she comes up, just runs up behind and stabs a knife into the guy's back. And, uh, you know, my, my favorite moment from the demo was um, you, you kind of improvise a, a Molotov cocktail. And you throw it and hit one of the guys and it catches them on fire. And so he's, you know, he's screaming and you get the, you know, kind of clear the way for him and you're running into another room to get away. And you just hear this little girl go, Jesus, Joel. And she's like genuinely freaked out and scared and appalled at what you've just done. Mm-hmm. And you like growl, you're like, keep it together and like keep moving. And just that gave me chills, like to see that genuine interaction in the midst of um, what could otherwise be a, a fairly bland 
um, or generic at least um, shooter scene yeah. was, was really really cool. So huh. uh, I was I was just blown away by by the uh, I mean it's Naughty Dog doing what they do best, right? And uh, I, I can't wait for this game. Yeah, if they can, if they can bring emotional weight to killing somebody in a video game, then then bravo, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, that's and, that, uh, that's more than that's more than anybody would expect. <laughs> you know? Yeah, actually, and that that brings me to the biggest question that I had um, when the demo ended. So the way the demo ends is, you know, you're you're kind of fighting this guy. He's trying to kill you. You wrest a shotgun out of his hands and knock him down, and you kind of pull up and take game at his head, and he just starts begging for his life. And the the trailer ends with a gunshot sound and the screen goes blank. Uh, so presumably you shot him. But the biggest question I had was, what would happen if I didn't shoot him? I I didn't want to shoot him. You know what what would happen mm-hmm. if I if I left him there on his knees? Is you know is there any other way out of that situation? And so to to create a shooting game in which you um, don't want to shoot someone, <laughs> I think is a true accomplishment. Yeah. And for reasons other than that, the controls suck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, not like was... Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just uh, post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic has been done so much, but See, like I, I don't. I don't. I, I would rather. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for my chance to play the stand or to play the road. You know, like if I, if you're playing the road, you've got you've got a gun and two bullets, one for you and one for your son. Of the cannibals get you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and that's it. So you saying the four bullet thing that kind of resonated with, with you know with See, me. See, that just the four bullet thing just strikes me as unrealistic. But most people I know have more ammunition than that in their car. Yeah, <laughs> but most, Grant, most I, people I live in Alabama. Okay. Uh, <laughs> None of the uh, post-apocalyptic games I can think of though were survival games. But is this like yeah. are are you you know are are you like looking in you know old cellars for canned food that you know is indented and bloated? See that's no, I, I don't think it's that level, and, and primarily that's probably because it wouldn't be a fun game, you know. Yeah, but um, I mean that's that's what Fallout is, but you know, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and Fallout was a fun game, so I stand corrected. Fallout New Vegas on survival mode—that's what that game was. Um, <laughs> not not survival, but hardcore rather. Um, yeah. Was that where you got like radiation super quick and you got radiation super quick. Um, and, um, blah, blah, blah. What am I thinking of here? Ammo had weight and you had to, uh, you had gauges for your hunger, thirst and, uh, sleep. Ah, okay. Yeah. I would be, I would be very, very interested. So, you know, obviously that makes it relatively inaccessible if that's the only way you can play it, but I would be very interested to see them do a mode like that in the last of us. Uh, I was just going to say, I'll actually, I feel like that for me would, if it wasn't like that, would almost be a um, deal breaker for the game. If it did require that? or If it did not require that. Okay. Well, just Hmm. just because, um, you know, if it's a game built built around... um, you know, conflict with other survivors. That's interesting if it's things like people flying over food, you know, stuff for that, like actual realistic things. It's not interesting if it's just the the general video game thing of, you know, everyone just for some reason hates you and kills you on sight. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I mean the 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 world is not completely gone to crap. You the basically the government has decided to cut its losses, and so they have these kind of camps that um, that have some semblance of uh, society. But I, I said, as I said earlier, they're essentially prison camps. It's FEMA. And so you are. What's that? It's FEMA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And uh, and so traveling in between them, I think you you meet these bands of people who make their living off of preying on on uh, on others, kind of highway robbers. Think of it as mm-hmm. um, whether or not they're going to use you for food is not clear yet. I I would not rule that out as a possibility. Um, but uh, yeah, they're they're certainly out to get you. Motivation is not clear yet, though. I right. guess what I'm saying is I would want to be able to prey on others. <laughs> I feel like that's that would be the type of thing that would make the game. Really Society end. would be gone for like five minutes, and then there you go. Like that, 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 that's that's that, that's what you would be. That's where you, you know, that's the direction you would head. Be very, very Just dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I think we've gotten a lot of mileage out of that. Um, so let's go to the mediocre showing. Why not? Right? Yeah. So it, we we spent a lot of time gushing there. Um, <laughs> so let's let's spend very little time because it's not interesting. They showed God of War Ascension. It looks just like God of Wars 1, 2, and 3, and this time without the huge graphical upgrade that 3 was, so there's really no reason to be excited about it. Um, uh, when does this take place? Unclear. He's got the whip chain things, and he's got magical powers, so... So is it, is it an interquel? It's... It's another God of War game, and okay. honestly, I think the story is so many levels behind uh, that thinking that, uh, you know, who knows what they're inventing to, to take it back. I think it maybe it tells the story of how you became indentured to Ares or maybe what you did shortly after um, becoming indentured to Ares. Probably probably the second, because that gives you the, the whip blade things to work with. Yeah. Oh, so they're not going with the new Pantheon? Uh, don't think so. I mean, it, basically, God of War One starts with you killing your wife and child, right, so that's yeah, probably, yeah. probably the in between of getting your powers and killing your wife and kid. Ah, so that's a happy game. Happy game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the big, the, the like the big thing about this one is kind of the uh, magically rebuilding destroyed scenery, a la Red Faction, um, Armageddon slash Gorilla, and uh, Epic Mickey. But the the problem is that that's that's not anything new or interesting. Like. That's not a big thing. That's that's like, in the most relative terms, a big thing. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's nothing new or interesting about that. Like you said, you just listed three games that have done it before. <laughs> it doesn't even really fit into Kratos's oeuvre or like fit into his mo. Like why why is that? Why is he doing that? Why is that an interesting thing for him to do? He's about destroying, not rebuilding. Right, and it's like it's not even a platformer. So <laughs> what a I don't. It's just you know, if you like got a war, great. You got a couple more. Uh, trophies to get by playing God of War, but otherwise there's there's no reason to pay attention to this. See, game. it's funny because like I don't know anybody who's more like pro God of War than you. I I really enjoyed the third one. It was a great time. It just um, is not worth uh, another outing without significant innovation, and they didn't have significant innovation. Yeah, yeah, they're firing the cannon indoors. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. See, I I'm kind of disappointed. The one the one thing I was looking forward to it was seeing what uh, what pantheon they went with next and how they how they made the jump so i i feel like they're kind of punting yeah it's 
I mean, this is this is the way video games do: is you get you get three uh, three sequels or an original game, two sequels, and then a prequel. Hmm. Devil May Cry cut it down to uh, a prequel in the third game, uh, so <laughs> that was a slight deviation. But and then yeah. you just do kind of yeah, what'd you call it? An intrequel? Uh, and interquel. Interquel. There you go. You, you yeah. just kind of plug those in it's until the, people stop buying it. That's what they're doing with uh, Dark Tower. Yep. By the way, the yep. Dark Tower graphic novels, thumbs up. They're good. I saw them at a, a half price books, and I, I did oh, not God, spring for them. So, but I know. so amazing. Um, so the last one, and the one that I am most uh, excited about, the trailer for this is amazing, oh, yes. and I really recommend that you go and take a look at it. Um, it's the new game by Quantic Dream, which is the team that did uh, Indigo, Indigo Prophecy slash Fahrenheit and um, Heavy Rain, and it is called Beyond Two Souls. Um, and it looks to be really, really action-based, and they're going back to kind of the paranormal uh, roots of uh, of uh, Indigo Prophecy, which you know, if you ignore the past, you know, the last couple of hours, um, is a really good thing. <laughs> have you have you um, played Indigo Prophecy? Me, yes. Okay, I have not. So, uh, is was that more actiony than Heavy Rain? Yes, it was very actiony. Like Heavy Rain had like a little bit of action, like when you were doing the jigsaw stuff, um, and then mm-hmm. it had that one really un- incongruous scene where you straight up murder like twenty three people at a party. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then and and then it and then there was like it was mostly you know feeding babies and stuff like that. Uh, whereas yeah. whereas uh, Indigo Prophecy, there was a lot of like supernatural, like you know, running from the cops and things like that. And this looks to like jump right back into it. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if they if they tried to link the two, honestly. Uh, Ooh, but that'd be interesting. Y- you know, just kind of as the you know, just like plot because that's all the, these games are. Players control a, a, a woman named Jody Holmes. Uh, she's uh, modeled after slash played by Ellen Page. Uh, through a tumultuous period in her life, she, unlock, she unlocks psychic powers. Um, the government tries to capture her and keep her, um, you know, kind of uh, under wraps. The, the the big thing about that, you know, say what you will about Ellen Page, but she is a professional actor or mm-hmm. actress rather. Um, and even if the people in uh, Heavy Rain were professional, they weren't like professional A-list people. Um, and the acting was one of the weakest parts <laughs> of uh, yeah. of, uh, of Heavy Rain. So if they're upping their talent, and if the end of the trailer that I saw is any indication, like the acting that they had in it, it was like a straight up suspense scene. Like, oh, oh yeah. god, so amazing! I just, I just love that their big announcement was Ellen Page is going to be in it, and then for the first five minutes of the scene, it's her sitting there not doing any acting. Well, no, she's maybe acting. doing all the acting. She, she, she's maybe, acting. Maybe like doing she's... all the acting. She, I mean, just the, the there's this you know kind police officer who found her you know by the side of the road. She's mute and it's and you know she's like you know doing silent reactions to what he says. You know, he's asking like, hey, do you have a name? Hey, did something happen? You know, hey, I, I brought you this coffee. You know, let me go look through the missing persons report. And she like telekinesis is a, a, a coffee you know, the coffee mug into the wall. She's like, okay, I'm gonna go into the other, into the other room now. And then the SWAT team comes yeah. and you know she like breaks free with her powers. Which is like a, is, a, it's kind of cool, but B, it kind of like, I, I don't know, like facial stuff doesn't doesn't look as good to me uh, if it's not La Noir now for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> and it's I, I think that that was the thing is just you know maybe there was a lot of nuance in Ellen's acting. I don't know how translated it was to that scene. It seemed like that was her big thing was just to be stoic. Interesting that you said she was the one who telekinesis. 
the uh, the stuff. I got the impression that it was something else that was kind of following her. Well, I mean, it's uh, called Two some, Souls. She, attached to her. At the end, she like make, makes an allusion to, I think they're coming for us, Ethan, or whatever the name is. Ivan, yeah. Ivan, yeah. Come on, so, Ivan. I think they get the message. Which, yeah. by the way, is what I'm going to say every time I exit a room from now on. <laughs> Come on, Ivan. I think they get the message. <laughs> so, so I think that what they're trying to communicate was like she is being you know, she is like possessed by this, or she is a vessel for this otherworldly force that is you know giving her these powers. So, yeah. so like when you say that. I mean, I think it was just really cool. They, I mean, the, the presentation on that opened up um, with uh, with uh, David Cage saying something to the effect of, you know, death is the final unknown in our society, and and doing just a little bit of more of a, a philosophical monologue on on you know what lies beyond and and how different people react to that and and how some people might be connected to it more than others, and uh, it was just it was just you know. Never would you think that a, a pitch for a video game <laughs> would uh, would open up with that kind of high-minded stuff. And I, I think I, the one big thought I had, and and other than the the um, multi-platform play, the the other thing that Sony really did right is um, they were the only ones it seemed that used mature gaming to mean anything but you know blood and boobies. <laughs> you tweeted that earlier. Yes, 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 indeed. Um, <laughs> And so you so it's, you're, it's you weren't a fan of the God of War. No, <laughs> not not at all. Um, but you know, they they really did seem to to have an intent to just explore some some deeper stuff, or to at least have more complicated and interesting narratives um, in their games, versus you know, Call of Duty Six. Ah, well, uh, hasn't for, that? For Hasn't that kind of been the niche they've been at least trying to do for a while now? Yeah, I think specifically with their with their PSN games, uh, they've been kind of going after that. But um, I think overall, I'm I'm very glad to see them going in that direction. As far as games that were announced, like you're talking about games and not just like new technologies, those are the two games that I'm, those are the two things I'm most excited about for me three. I would say yes. And I, I feel like proportionately we spent way more time in The Last of Us than on Beyond um, Two Souls. There's more to say but, about uh, that, though. I mean, like, it's it's going to be heavy rain. It's going to be that, you know, interactive cinema. You're going to be directing these scenes and acting in them at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that like, just like, well, what's there to say about it? Except that if you like that kind of thing, you're really, really going to love this. See, yeah, uh, I, I would encourage people to go see it for themselves. Um, yeah. See, I only played... Um... I didn't have a system that could play it when Heavy Rain was current, It's so it became on my backlog or whatever. But um, I only played a little bit of Endigo Prophecy, but I found the inner the interface with it, you know, the actual controls seemed really annoying. Uh, was that something that stayed with it, or did you eventually get where you could do what you wanted pretty easy? I mean, has a learning curve. You know, Heavy Rain had a learning curve. You moved kind of strangely, uh, just dependent on your patience to, to you know to pick it up. Yeah, well, I was thinking more like the the things where like you'd actually go to do something and they'd make you like play the little rhythm game thing. Oh, Simon, yeah, no, that's that's different in this. Like this actually puts like uh, um, diegetic button prompts in. So if somebody's like trying to stab you. Um, like, and you need to press triangle to keep them from stabbing you. The triangle icon is over the knife. So like where but you But is it like always looking. triangle? 
Well, no, I've, I've got no idea. I, I've uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm that, talking that, that's like, just, that's like just an in, example. in heavy rain, though. Um, how'd they do that? Yeah, I mean, it just it would it it was trying to recreate like the effort of what you would do. I never played it with a move, although apparently it was it was okay. Okay. <clears throat> Um, so, uh, let's move on and talk a little bit about Microsoft stuff. Remember when I said like, you know, that was the best game and not the, like the best new technology, uh, that was, that, that was brought out. Microsoft had a really, really weak showing. <laughs> I didn't watch So it. I gathered. Yeah. I didn't watch their press conference. So there may have been stuff that I missed, but in combing through articles, trying to gather things for the, uh, for the show, I, I, I kind of just, just, there was, it was just, Wind blowing through a canyon, making a, making a whistling sound like, yeah. that, like that. Like that was it. You know, maybe a couple tumbleweeds here and there. The biggest game they kind of led with Halo Four, which if you like Halo, I mean, great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk down about it. I, I kind of like what they're doing because you can like change visor types, like in Metroid Prime, including like a scanning visor. Which you know, if at this point, you know, if you care about Halo lore, that's going to be everything you're all about. But yeah, you know, when they I, I feel like at this at... point. Oh yeah, sorry, I thought we were transitioning. Got the what? <laughs> oh yeah, I was I was just gonna say that um, at this point with the Halo franchise, it feels like people are are just buying the set of players online. Like you buy the new Halo Four because that's what everyone's gonna be playing online. If there was no Halo Four. Uh, you know, you'd still have your fix on Halo 3, and there's no real demand for a Halo 4. No one's asking for Halo 4, but since it's coming out, you're just going to have to have to put in some money to go get it. Mm-hmm. Makes so sense. It, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, Microsoft I'm... did that. They had um, Judgment, Gears of War, Gears of War Judgment, or something like that. I didn't even see anything about that, honestly. Nothing. Uh, neither did I. I just heard, I heard the name. It's another Gears of War. <laughs> um, and they're continuing to try to make Connect a more integral part of their system by bringing Internet Explorer, everybody's favorite piece of software, um, <laughs> to the, to, to the, to the machine. Like it's literally as simple as, Hey, let's put the internet on your TV and you know, you can, you can say stuff and stuff will come up. I guess what I'm, th- I guess what I'm thinking is the, the Wii has a web browser. The PlayStation three has a web browser and I have loaded up both of them once. <laughs> wait, wait, did, did did Microsoft 360 or did Xbox 360 not have a web browser? Never had a web browser before. Oh, I always wow. just assumed that this was a place of whatever crappy uh, web browser they had. That's, no, that's nothing. interesting. No, no, it was it, it was Web TV. It was Web TV is what they had before. Well, well so, if you think no, about no, it, no, I mean, they're the only one that actually has has a, a stake in making sure that you also own a computer. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't know. And they also have a stake in making sure that your device uses Bing by uh you, you know using Bing by def- by default. Um okay. the- can Bing die yet? Is that is it still a thing? Nope, it, it's it's going to it's it's here for the long run. Uh people no, people, um, people people be Bing- using it. Bing is basically what libertarians use when they're afraid of Google spying on them. <laughs> like, no, st- straight up. Like, I'm I'm fairly certain that's its primary niche. <laughs> that's funny. So, so people are being forced to choose whether they trust Microsoft or Google more. Yeah. <laughs> um, the coolest technology that they put out is one that's kind of the hardest to explain. Uh, the smart glass. Which is essentially their way of trying to get people to buy uh, Windows Windows 8 uh, uh, compatible tablets, 
Uh, so it combines the aspects of like AirPlay mirroring from uh, from from Apple TVs and uh, iPod, iPads and iPhones and iPod touches, and uh, the Wii U gamepad stuff. So the, the the way that they kind of like uh, de- demonstrated that was uh, like somebody playing Halo Four, and then they were like looking down at their tablet because it had a map, or trying to do their like multiplayer matchmaking on that thing. Or I think they also demo- they they demoed it by like having somebody watch like Game of Thrones. Um, and then, like, you could look down and you would see information about uh, the cast and crew or specific scenes. Or, and it would, like, show a map of where particular people were in this physical location at that time. Mm-hmm. So trying to integrate your tablet with your Xbox. I was just going to say, I feel like this is the exact same feeling I had for the Wonderbook. Um, tablets are great in scenarios where um, I don't have a giant screen in front of me (laughs) whereas consoles are great in scenarios where i have a giant screen in front of me yeah although we are the multi-screen generation like i I can't remember the last time i watched tv without having my iphone up either just um you know searching things about the show which i've done before or just having like a random little game going on inside to divert me you know like i that's just the way i watch tv it used to be with my laptop in my lap and and now it's with my uh, smartphone at my side like that like there's some kind of statistic it's like it's like 59 or some some kind of like staggering number of uh of 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 tablet use is done while also watching tv yep yeah like that that, that's that that's just a reality of it yeah i guess i i'm I guess what I'm saying, though, is it strikes me as this isn't really a new feature. It's just a, I don't know, I I guess I'm surprised this isn't already a thing. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it is kind of already a thing, but they're trying, you know, they're, they're trying to marry it. I mean, the, the, the way that I, you know, kind of understand it, you know, the way that I described it was this awesome thing that Apple does along with this awesome thing that Nintendo does. My only problem yeah. with it is, like, they're saying, okay, you can use this to supplement your ability to play games. But my problem is, like, when I'm playing a game, I'm already holding a controller. I'm not holding a, you know, a, a nine and a half inch thing, tablet, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that yeah, that does make it harder. I think in the idea of having like a, a scoreboard um, next to you is is kind of a a nice idea. Um, you know, I think in general the stats aspect intrigued me. Um, there will be many times where I'm playing where I'm like, I wonder how bad my uh, my kill death ratio is right now. <laughs> like I, I know it's bad, but how bad? How far in the red am I? Um, and just you know being able to glance down instead of having to go through the pause menu uh, would be really nice. Or, uh, in, you know, being able to, on games with larger maps, to have a more zoomed out map view would, would be useful um, just to keep yourself oriented or, or mm-hmm. to really coordinate better. Um, that'd be good. So I, I can see a lot of uses for this, and I'm, I actually think it was, it was a, a very good idea. But you're but describing it, why the Wii U controller is a good idea. No, 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 because <laughs> the Wii U is an extra thing that you have to buy. No, and that's this is an extra thing you have to buy. This is an extra $600 tablet you have to buy. Wait, it's no, no, a no, no, tablet no. that only does that? No, no, it's not a tablet that only does that, but I mean it's it, like if if you want to take advantage of this, there's still there's still hardware whereas with the Nintendo whereas with the Wii U, it comes with the damn thing already. See, Fair. I guess All right, I'll, I'll that give you depends that. on um on what um how you view this. To me, this comes across as this is something that seems obvious. I mean, when I pull up World of Warcraft, you know, 
I can call up a mod that you know show shows me various forms and where the best things to do things. I I don't know. I feel like this isn't something new. It's just making yeah. game facts uh, slightly more accessible. But I think there is that extra level that they could take it to um, in terms of being able to. Uh, you know, better coordinate stuff. One one example I give, uh, or I will give, is um, we all know how much I love SSX. <laughs> and uh, when I when I first started playing it, I found out there was an SSX app. And you know, the the whole idea is that you know, once you post a score, an event runs for a certain period of time. So uh, after you stop playing, it's theoretically possible for you to get bumped down a bracket um, uh, in, in terms of the placements, uh, just because other people score better after you finished. <laughs> and so this app would show you what events you're, um, uh, entered in, uh, what your current bracket was and, and what the payout from that bracket is. And then it would give you notifications if you got, you know, bumped into a, a lower bracket on any of the things it did. It straight up didn't work. It, um, you know, it, wouldn't, <laughs> it just didn't like it was broken. Yeah. Um, you couldn't even bring up what you were entered in. So, um, you know that. Sorry, sorry, EA. Nice try, <laughs> but the the possibility to do that was very intriguing for me. Uh, and the I think the the cool thing will be uh, when you you kind of do this. And so Stone, Sony is a step closer to it because you can theoretically take the Vita with you, whereas I think the Wii U just has to sit on your shelf once you're done with it. Yeah. Um, but I can stick it in my pocket, take it out the door with me, and the experience kind of goes with me. Yeah, that's Actually. true, and and like ubiquity is is that that's that's the thing, right? Will developers, mm-hmm. you know, take the effort to make extra content for this if they, you know, if if they don't know that everybody's going to have a device that can take advantage of it? And I would like to see if Microsoft is is is, is brave enough to make this compatible with iOS or Android devices. Oh no, I heard that they were already did make it a bra- uh, compatible with uh, iOS. Oh great, cool, yeah, then I'm down. Awesome. <laughs> now I could be I could be remembering that wrong, but I thought I thought I did see that specifically they called out like, hey, uh, this is going to be available with the iPhone. Well, whenever 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 somebody says like tablets, like it's going to be available on tablets, they're talking about the iPad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. They're not talking about the Galaxy Tab or whatever the fuck's coming out. When they say it could be competitive competitive with other tablets, the other tablet they're talking about is the iPad. So okay, yeah. so that's cool. Now by by putting iOS functionality in there. Yeah, yeah, they've got the ubiquity that they want, so I can actually see this thing having a chance to succeed. That's see, not just me. Well, being yeah, because you're right. If it, if it was the Galaxy Tab, then it would be another periphery that people would have to go out and buy because no one owns one of those. Or even like Windows 8 or Windows Phone 7. Like you know, like uh, eventually that's going to be a thing that's going to be out there, but just like that, that doesn't have the mind share. You know, so like, are, okay, are, are you going to force me to buy this tablet? Take advantage of this because that kind of sounds like the GameCube with the connectivity feature. Like buy the Game Boy Advance SP and also have this cord and you can play zelda with your friends yeah that like they just right. like it just it's too many specific purchases whereas if it takes advantage of this thing that you're that you likely have then th- then it becomes you know something that's worthwhile yeah so um, something, kudos to microsoft on that front um something something actually you mentioned uh occurred to me um one thing i could see this being big on is if this allowed um you know, on the PC, you have the the mouse and keyboard where you can actually, you know, navigate menus and do stuff like that in a semi-rational way. I wonder if something like this could open up and make, for example, um, MMOs viable on a con- console, mm. stuff like that. Ooh, 
yeah, you could just have your tray of uh, of different um, spells or actions or whatever you want to call it, and, and be able to touch them to activate them rather than <laughs> needing to uh, well, and you select them. That's you awkward. Could chat, though. do your inventory stuff like that. I don't know. Like I, I think I think about. I think about the situations, you know, recently since, since since I got an iPad, you know, I usually have it at least by me when I'm when I'm when I'm playing a game. And if I you know if I get stuck somewhere, if I need to look up a fact because I'm on a deadline to beat something, you know, or I just get frustrated, I pause what I'm doing, I reach over, I pick up this, I pick up the iPad, I do my search for whatever, or I check Twitter, or you know, et cetera, et cetera. Or if I get a little beep, if I get a text message, or if I get an IM and verbs, then you know, then then it's like okay, pause, do this. Whereas if I'm expected to, you know hold the controller while I'm playing it. And then like, in order to do something I, I, I would, I would normally like, like have to do like, okay, here's your action hot bar. It's on the screen. Okay. Look down your lap. Oh, wait. Okay. What, what oh, down here? Okay. I'm going to hit that, hit that icon, which I can't identify by touch. Like I could a button on my controller. Oh wait, I mean, I'm going to touch Okay. My guildmate says, okay, where are you at? I'm at the, I'm at the dark hollow goblin forest tower. Um, let me type, <laughs> type down here. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me look back. Okay. Let me pick up my controller again. It seems like this. It just, it seems I don't see it being like a gameplay thing. I see it being supplemental. <laughs> I don't True. know. See, I with chat, I agree with you. Like to 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 um to, to type something in on on the iPad or iPhone is just marginally better than to do it, you know, through your system. So that that does take you out of the experience too much. If it was something like selecting something from a, a tray of spells, I think I think I would be able to pull off. Glancing down, tapping, and, and glancing right back up. Now, in a shooter, if that was to like select a different weapon, that might get more difficult because there is that element of reflex to it. But for an MMO or uh, or similar games where you know you don't have to be as twitch based, uh, I think it could work. Then it becomes about and then it becomes about context. Like if it was a turn based RPG, then then yeah, cool. Give, give me that. Like let me control the entire thing. Oh with yeah, my iPad. You know, it's like uh, that. That's that, that. That's great. But just like the use case that I saw was, you know, was Halo. Like looking at a map of the stage while you played it, and it was like, ah, it's no. I I I I can barely keep track of what's happening on one screen with Halo, <laughs> it, or any other shooter for that matter. Don't give me another screen that's sitting next to my lap and giving me ball cancer. You know. <laughs> so yeah, that's oh, Microsoft. We'll all we'll pay for our tablets in fifty years. <laughs> I'm more worried about my eyes, actually. I've I've been staring at glowing rectangles for damn near twenty five years. Um, <laughs> I, I think that by like age thirty six, my eyes are going to shrivel up and fall out of my fall out of my head. Like I, I have okay oh. vision. I can I can I can drive without glasses. I just can't read the blackboard without glasses. But I think I'm in like dire danger. Well, they're now saying that the the problem is if you do that and then don't get enough like sun. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I love how how we as a society have advanced enough to where they're like now your eyes are gonna screw up if you don't look at the sun. To, <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I have to remind myself to take a fifteen minute walk every day, <laughs> so I don't like get depressed. Yeah, but you can buy the Wii U Fit, and that will fix your problem. <laughs> no, this is to be outside. This is to be outside. <laughs> oh. it, it actually comes packaged with its own sun. It's really, really cool. Exactly. You can buy one of those uh, people for the, one of those Lancer people with uh, SAD. Um, so let's go through the kind of the, the 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 I guess smaller publishers and you know kind of what they hit. So let's talk about Electronic Arts real quick. 
Um, so everybody remembers uh, the Old Republic, that game that came out um, so long ago, Star Wars, right? Apparently, apparently, no one does because their their fan subscribers have been or their their subscribers have been going down. They've been leaking that's, subscribers that's like the, a sieve. Um, the <laughs> oh D twenty system one that Merkel likes, right? <laughs> kind of yeah no no it's uh it's it's like that but it's but it's an mmo um and you know while most mmos take a couple of years to go free to play uh this one took six months yeah <laughs> so kind of like the wow model like you can play wow for free up to level 20 um and this yeah. one you can you can uh, you can play up to level 15 for free that was their big announcement now i'm curious i actually don't know how this works on wow either can you play to level 15 and then you stop being able to log in or can you get to level 15 and still do stuff but not be able to advance any further i think it's the later but i'm not sure i mean that never I, became a issue for me i have less than no idea i don't know but cool. like it's good i mean that's that like mm-hmm. i i maintain that PC games, there's there's not going to be a single like the only publisher that's going to be able to do that, like to charge you to play a game, is going to be Blizzard. Eve. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you, you know, like it's no, just let's like, let's be clear, it, it's going to be World of Warcraft because if Blizzard tried to launch a new MMO, um, I, I don't think they would be able to get people subscribed. They'd have to. Go I would free like to counter with Eve. Uh, oh, spreadsheets in space. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, actually, um. That was something I cut from my what I've been playing. Okay, okay. But yeah, how much ISK have you made? <laughs> uh, it it's actually kind of weird. I I I honestly feel like the last time I played it was before I went to college. Mm-hmm. In a very weird way, I like it much more after having an engineering degree, which I feel <laughs> like that said something very bad. Oh. <laughs> uh... Huh? Yeah, so no. Tell but, me I should stay away from this game. Yes, but the, uh, like, what's but, happening to me? Like, but this is a couple years out because I could see, I could see Eve being like, you could have up to this class of ship without paying. Just for free, free to play is going to be the model. You, you know, that's that, that's it. That's the future. Doesn't matter. Like tribes, tribes is free to play now. <laughs> yeah, know? they. The problem is people haven't figured out yet that you st- that free to play works in almost every other setting. The difference is people first provide a quality product. Well, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, th- I think that's right. Ra- that's that's rapidly changing. But that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a discussion for 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 for, for later. I, th- I think we're we're, yeah, we're, yeah. we're 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 kind of a ways away from like you know Korean like pay to win kind of stuff. Now it's like you buy <laughs> you buy different hats and and that's and and that's cool. Um, it's pure. It's innocent. Yeah. Um, so the other EA announcement, one that I'm excited about, is uh, Dead Space Three. Um, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to come out in February of 2013. It's going to be focused on uh, co-op, and uh, you're also going to be fighting gigantic monsters. I saw the co-op. I did not see the gigantic monsters. It's like it, it's like Lost Planet level of like this is a gigantic necromorph that I'm that I'm shooting. Ooh. Yeah. It's it's See, it's like Lost Planet Dragon's Dogma style stuff. Where um does the story I mean support a third game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean it's a it's a it's a rich universe, kind of like uh, Mass Effect. They have like novels and stuff and everything, and the main character is still alive, you know. 
and that game's over that's a year old, so it's a spoiler. I guess, yeah. No, but it's a, by by looking at the trailer, you can see. Okay, Isaac is you know he he's alive in this game. Who knows if it takes place before or after or what? You know, we'll leave it at that because neither of you have played Dead Space Two. Um, <laughs> so, see, I guess does anyone other than him survive Dead Space Two? Yes. Okay. Yep. I. I know, just Dead Space 1, I very quickly got to the point where it was clear no one else was going to survive, and so I stopped caring. Ah. <laughs> That's kind of why I liked it. I liked how hopeless it felt. <laughs> so yeah, Dead Space 3, That's. I mean, we knew it was going to happen. I'm I'm excited, you know, all that, of that. that. It sounds cool. I, I like the idea of, well, both of those, trying to do survival horror with um, co-op and also trying to pull in some of the you know, huge enemy a la uh, resistance, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. I, I hear drop-in co-op because it is, you're able to join any time. Um, and I hear that I can't help but thinking like Lego Dead Space. <laughs> so that's that's the image I have in my mind. I would buy that Lego set. Any Anything that'll facilitate it and make co-op something that you don't have to be like, okay, we're both going to be on at 8 o'clock. We're going to play until 10 o'clock. And like that's if – I, if I can play alone and then I see my buddy you know, hop on and then I say like, hey, come help me out. Here, do this. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that's cool because like co-op is really difficult for people who are you know, not socially inclined. Especially well, if you're it's required. It's difficult for anything outside of the three Buster games that everyone is going to buy each year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did you think any of um, Resident Evil 5 was scary? I no, haven't, I haven't, God, be- no. I haven't beaten the game, so don't do okay. that. Okay. Well, me. I guess. No, this isn't spoiler. I guess I felt like the start of the game when they would, um, you know, you weren't insanely heavily armed and when they'd force you to split up some of those were kind of you know creepy yeah yeah but then they kind of stopped well i don't know so much stopped doing that but then you got enough guns that that stopped being effective well survival horror yeah. is all about you know video games are about empowerment and survival horror is a you know ideally about making you not empowered enough to you know to to fully feel confident taking on what you're taking on yeah and i guess i i liked it because at the very beginning there are a couple of times where they they managed to do the classic like let's give them a really good um reason to split up and then mess with them that's in like every horror movie. Mm-hmm. But then they apparently just decide that wasn't cool. Should I do my survival horror blog? Because I've been wanting to do that for like for fucking ever. What do you mean? Like start writing a survival horror blog? Yeah, yeah. Just where where, where I go through and play every survival horror game. Because <laughs> you, you need more, more games to, to play. <laughs> yeah, because I need more games to play. Oh, we've been going for a very long time, so let's try and sprint through these as quickly as possible. Okay. So let's, I, do you want to call that EA's conference, or was there anything else that was big? I didn't see anything else. Like that, that, okay. that, that that's what I saw. Um, you know, everybody's kind of by, biding their time. I don't know. We 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 can do that. We can do that in the wrap up. But I think that there's a very there's a very real reason. It's a very obvious reason why why there's not a lot happening here. Um, so Splinter Cell Blacklist um, at the Ubisoft uh, press conference. That was the biggest thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, unlike Conviction, it is coming out on um, every major high definition system. So uh, that is that is good for you, Dennis. Mm-hmm. 
And yes, uh, I'm happy to see that. Yeah, the ha- the thing that I'm happy to see is it does include spies versus mercs, um, and it has um, co op as well, uh, the special co op stuff like from uh, Chaos Theory. Nice. Yo, I, you know, I've never played Spies versus Mercs. What? Yes, you yeah, have. I, I love I've the Spies. Watched you played Spies versus Mercs. Oh, no, no, I've played no, Spies sorry. versus Spies. Spies. Versus spies. Okay. Yeah, What's I got the, the Spies bastard version and double agent. Which, which is side note that that's what um, the multiplayer in Assassin's Creed always remind me of. That current ever. Okay, sorry. Like, like Spy okay, versus Spy go, from yeah. my magazine. Yeah, Spy vs. Spy from um, Splinter Cell. Okay, okay. Yeah. The game we're talking about. Yeah. So they, they had Double Agent, which was like the last hurrah for Splinter Cell on the PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they had a they had a multiplayer mode, but for whatever reason, they went away from um, Spies vs. Mercs, which, uh, which is something I'd always heard was good, um, yeah. and went to like a Spy vs. Spy kind of deal. Yes, uh, the the Spy versus Merc. That was the reason uh, on Pandora tomorrow. That was the reason that I bought um, Xbox Live was to play oh, yeah, people I heard from work. Oh, it's amazing! So that's uh, that's exciting to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, head over to uh, to LucasArts. They announced Star Wars thirteen thirteen, which is in a year that is actually referring to a level on Coruscant, uh, which is that big city planet um, that everybody seems to be from. Uh, you play as a bounty hunter. Looks kind of neat. I'm not sure what era it takes place in, but it's a Star Wars game. Can we safely say that this bounty hunter is is going to develop force powers at some point? That's like inevitable, right? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. On the <laughs> other hand, if they didn't, that could actually make the game pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. There was yeah, a, but did, it would make it not a Star Wars game. Did Did anybody play um, Star Wars Bounty Hunter on PS2? No, I did. Oh not. no, I never played it. Yeah, I know no, what you're talking I, about. I heard it was good. I just I've never I've never played it. It came out like right around the time that uh, Star Wars Republic Commando came out, and I heard that one was really good as well. Um, hmm. But who knows? And you didn't get force powers in it. I don't think you did. Like I said, I never played it, so you can you. you, you I, I feel like that's almost it. a requirement for for a Star Wars movie is or a Star Wars game is everyone gets force powers. Um, Shadows of the Empire, you didn't get force powers, and um, the first Dark Forces, you didn't get uh, force powers. Damn, dropping Damn. the knob. Okay, I stand corrected. Yeah. Um, also, also, Droid Workshop. You did not get first. <laughs> in Droid Workshop. Um, yes, uh, it was such a good game. It was an amazing game. Um, <laughs> moving over to the Konami the camp. Is, I was about to say that. I, <laughs> that's kind of creepy. Moving over to the to the uh, Konami camp. Castlevania: Lords of Shadow, uh, Mirror of Fate is coming out for the 3DS. Uh, Dennis, as the lone person who has ever played Lords of Shadow, um, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, it's a great that that was the first game that I platinumed. Um, it was that good. <laughs> I'm still judging you for that. <laughs> oh, but you didn't you didn't play this game. It was so good. How much is that on the rainforest? Let me look here. I don't I don't need more games, but I I can at least wish list it. How much is it? Uh ba 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 let me see here. Um on holy shit. It's seventeen dollars. Wait on nice. PS3, it's twenty three seventy six. Oh. Still with Prime, that's not bad. Huh. There's a there's DLC out for it now. It's been out for a while, but I I honestly, I mean, I played it through GameFly, so I couldn't do it. But I was like, oh man, I wish I could do that just so that my trophy list would be complete. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna put that on the wish list here. Um, yeah, so that's uh, coming out for the 3DS. Um, it looks to somewhat follow in uh, follow the story of Lords of Shadow. Um, Is it well, only 3DS? 
only 3DS. Okay. Um, and it does follow like an actual member of the Belmont family, as opposed to somebody who is unrelated to that, uh, See, which is which is good. I feel like that's actually kind of a good move because at least for me, like not making a Castlevania um, game for 3DS was basically the same as Nintendo or whoever made that decision, saying, "Hey, we really don't think you should buy this system." You know what? I'm really worried. Actually, this is something I thought of before. Before you said positive things about it, Dennis, but I'm going to say what makes me worried about this: they're bringing out a 3D one for the 3DS. Like, what's that mean for uh, for the for for the like Metroidvania Castlevania story? You See, know, I you thought know. they had killed that off. I, I, I want oh, wait, more of is that. this not that? I guess I should this say isn't, this is not this, that. This isn't that. This is like Lords of Shadow. This is, this is like a 3D action game. Double it's not, it's not side-scrolling. Okay, I take that back. Yeah, it's not side-scrolling. It is, it is you yeah. know, as 3D as 3D can be. Yeah, because I, I love the, the Metroidvania stuff. That was, yeah. I mean, that's more or less why I bought a DS. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. So that's what makes me worry. What were you going to say, Dennis? I just said Devil May Castlevania. <laughs> God, God of vampires. Um, yeah. so, <laughs> and finally, we're going to go over to Namco. This wasn't an E3 announcement, but it is the most exciting thing I've heard in the past week. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, Namco <laughs> has announced that Dark Souls, uh, the PC version, is going to be distributed on Steam. However, the extra content from the PC version is going to be made available on the consoles as $15 DLC, which uh, mends my heart and makes me perfectly happy that they're doing this PC version of this game that I love. Yeah, good to hear. I know you were worried about that one. So I was. It was. It was. Uh, I, it kept me up at night. <laughs> Although I, I mean seriously, you had to know it was common. Like they're not they're not going to pass up that opportunity. I guess yeah, they've got such a huge community. Like it, it it was okay. They have such a big community behind this game. A they knew they would piss people off if they didn't do it, and B they knew they would make money if they did it. So yep. <sighs> and all was right with the world. So takeaways from E three twenty twelve. Just Why? waiting for the next generation. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's uh, what I was gonna say. Everybody's biding their time. That's that. Yep. that, that that's what they're doing. And the, like the only evidence to the contrary is that okay, beyond the two Souls game that was announced for PlayStation Three, if there was anybody who was going to you know make something that was going to take advantage of like quote unquote next gen hardware, it's going to be Quantic Dream. That's all that tells me that that's all that like gives me um, pause and makes me think that they're like that they're developers, you know, holding out or not holding out, as it were. If there was anybody see, who was going to hold out, it was going to be Did you guys see Watch Dogs? I saw that, but it looked kind of like a Grand Theft Auto clone, so I didn't pay too much attention to it. It's like Grand Theft Auto moved to Assassin's Creed, um, which I know is like Assassin's Creed 2, right? But um yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's basically a modern city setting. It's actually a, a very realistic rendition of Chicago. I was I was very impressed because they were kind of showing the intro. I was like, hold on a second, that looks like um, some buildings in Chicago. And then I started seeing all these places, and I, I've spent a fair amount of time in Chicago, and just like I was like, oh my god, that's State Street. Or like <laughs> I know where that is. So a very very faithful um, recreation of Chicago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's basically. Um, modern day assassin's creed speaking of that um here's my question for you where was grand theft auto 5 oh god that was gone yeah 
Yeah, not there. And the last Last Guardian wasn't there. Last Guardian, I guess uh, not as not not as big a surprise, but come on. Yeah, Valve wasn't there with anything. Um, like they like I don't I don't even think I saw any announcements about uh about Dota two, which is the game that everybody but me cares about. Yeah, I think they're in Dave's camp of you know eh, we're done with E three. <laughs> I I. I think maybe we said this before we actually started the podcast. That's kind of a theme this time, but I feel like E3 is now where console the console makers do stupid stuff and all of the independent people that make good games uh, are waiting on packs or whatever. Yeah. I mean... Balance of power is shifting. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm eating, I'm eating some crow because I was really expecting to see some new hardware this year but oh I was, really well, i was um in terms of like new consoles yeah that, that, that's what i meant i'm not talking just about like wii u we knew that we knew that was a thing i was expecting you know 720 and 4 that's what i See, was expecting. How, how long has it been um uh it's been seven years for the xbox and it's been six years on the uh, playstation 3 see i'm i'm interested in the playstation 3 because they very explicitly said you know they're doing a 10-year um hardware cycle that was taken out of that, that was, doesn't seem realistic anymore that was taken out of context like that like they, they were they were saying we're going to support this system for, for 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 10 years they supported the playstation 2 for more than 10 years yeah yeah so there, there'll be a new there'll be a new console out sooner than 10 years but they'll mm-hmm. still have ps3 games and, and pretty good ps3 support for yeah, like Over, uh, that, 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 that was that was their promise to somebody who was paying $600 for the PlayStation 3 at launch was, yeah. you're going to have games for this for 10 years, which somebody who bought the PlayStation 2 at launch, they had that too. But the but the console cycles are getting longer. I don't know if that's because of retailers not, you know, not wanting to, you know, take a loss by buying all of this expensive stuff that people might not be ready to buy because of a down economy. I don't know if it's, you know, publishers and developers saying like, hey, like, you know, it's already like way too expensive to develop for these old ass dinosaur consoles. So like, mm-hmm. why would you put that on us to, you know, do this or maybe this, like the, the shit's not ready, but like, I, I, I expected it. I expected them to at least allude to it, you know? And in the case of like Microsoft, I, I was kind of like looking for them, for them to be like, Hey, here's what we have. And surprise it's going to come out just like they did, they did with the 360, but they, but they didn't. In the absence of, of games, uh, you know, and we talked about kind of how this was a weak showing. Um, that would have been the 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 way to make this a memorable conference or to really stand out. So yeah, I, I can understand where you're coming from on that, but I, I think I agree that that no one's ready to um, pull the trigger first, as it were, because uh, mm-hmm. the second someone does that, especially if Microsoft did it, uh, I bet you anything there would be fanboys swarming all over saying like, "Aha! See, their console is outdated. They need to move." and you know, PS3 will be just as good. Just like people are saying about <laughs> about the Wii U. Well, we all know that's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> aren't they... My understanding also, though, was that um, most of the companies were having some fairly significant problems uh, making the whole take a loss on the console, sell games things work. So I wonder if some of it could just be they can't afford to do it. Yeah, they need to make a little more money back on on the this current gen than before they can go next gen. Sony is the only hardware manufacturer that is still on the ho- that is still in the hole with their systems. Microsoft turned turned a profit on their uh, interactive division on their on their on their um, game division in two thousand eight, and uh, Nintendo their Halo turned, division. 
They, they, well, I mean, <laughs> their hardware division, you know, like because Microsoft oh, isn't okay, a hardware company. I, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they like just like it's just their the, the Xbox as a venture, you know, got out of the red in 2008, and Nintendo okay. turned a profit on the Wii pretty much immediately, and that's where they got their that war chest to develop. Yeah. You, you know, n- never mind the fact that they were already in the you know, the, Nintendo has always been supported by their uh, by their handheld sales anyway. Um, so yeah. like they've never, they've never been in financial trouble. They've only been in relative financial trouble in the terms of the worst, the, the, like the worst economic news that Nintendo can get is, oh my gosh, the rate of growth is slowing down. Not, we are actually like not selling these things. Yeah. So, so like that, like that, like that, that's where it gets. So Sony is the only one who is, you know, who, who is still in the hole on their venture. And they're, and they're selling them at a profit now with the slims. Yes. So they they're probably climbing out, and that's one of the benefits of the longer you know the the longer hardware cycle too is you know there are economies of scale. You can uh, you know just uh, like every single like the first one that you put out costs you know uh, you know however many millions or billions of dollars, and then the second one costs a little bit less than that. You know, and by the you know seven years later, you're selling them you know just fine. Um, See, that's mm-hmm. something I wonder though is. I wonder if more people are waiting to not buy the original hardware because it seems like this last hardware cycle has been very, very, yeah, even more so than normal, not kind to early adopters. I'm thinking of like yeah. the Red Red Ring of Death, Nintendo always being like, "Oh, here's the version of our hardware that doesn't suck." That that's the like like that's the story of the 3ds I think more than more than anything. Oh yeah, else. that's why I haven't bought one. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. I want the 3ds Lite. That's what I that's what I want. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't think I don't think that's something that anybody's really afraid of. I w- I would say that if Microsoft isn't putting something out, it's because of an abundance of caution. They want to make sure that they don't have that PR nightmare again. But right. okay, so let's have final thoughts on uh on on E3 game of the show. For people or concept of the show um let's keep it down to a couple sentences or less give me give me a second to marinate on it because i want it to be good i know what you're gonna say so so you know you can just say it if you want oh no you you think you think i'm gonna zig i'm gonna zag here okay what i what i was what i was trying to find the right way to to phrase up well i'll I'll find the right way to phrase it up and then i'll say it but can can i say mine like yeah, while, while, while you're ahead, formulating give me, give me your thought, think here. Um, in the absence of anything else, I'm going to say beyond. <laughs> so do you do you want just just a game of show, or do you want kind of the the thought closing thought? Uh, okay, give me give me your game of show and your closing thought. I'm going to say beyond, and you know I'm probably going to steal David's. The interesting the interesting stuff is happening elsewhere. I'm just disappointed in general. Okay. I mean, The Last of Us is what you knew I was going to say, so that that's predictable. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think the the thing that intrigues me the most is um, that they are finding ways to connect um, your console gaming experiences beyond just your big screen on your TV, and that's very intriguing to me. Yeah, all three of them are doing that. Yeah. Well, David. Um, I'd say probably uh, was it the the rest of us or the last of us? So you know what uh, <laughs> that thing. Um, Lou and <laughs> Lou, yeah. Uh, um, I don't. Know, I guess I didn't realize the degree to which I care much more overall about like indie stuff and even at the very least independent publishers. 
But I feel like that's maybe kind of what this shows, is that that's more where people look for good games. So, Lou is the game of the show. Um, you will get a complimentary fruit basket. You guys ready to button it up? Yeah, although I will just call out all three game of shows are uh, PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I own a PlayStation 3. You won, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I do, this is for anyone listening who does not. So that was episode number 154 of Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This. I already know we're going to call it Lou. Um, let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. That was E3. Probably going to have some of uh, the remnants of E3 on the next episode, um, along with more of what we've been playing, etc. This has been a long, extra, double-stuffed, super-stacked um, you know, uh, guide to E3. So thank you for bearing with us. Hopefully we had some insight for you. Uh, if you want to find more of our show, you can go to duckfeed.tv slash don'ttreeriddle. There you can find our listing on iTunes. You can subscribe to us uh, there. You can leave us a rating or review, et cetera, et cetera. All that is awesome. You can follow uh, Duckfeed TV uh, on Twitter. There are episodes about the, you know, or, um, updates about the network, new episodes, things like that. Um, that's a generally good source of information. And you can follow us on Facebook. That is facebook.com slash don'ttreeriddle. Is there anything I'm forgetting, fellas? No, I think that's it. No, okay. Yeah, I think you got it. Cool. You can follow me on Twitter. I am at Cole Ross. That is K-O-L-E-R-O-S-S. I am at D-Furia, D-F-U-R-I-A. And uh, you on that Twitter jam yet? Uh, ah, no. Okay. Um. Yep. So for Stand Under the Don't Tree and Riddle Me This, my name is Cole Ross. Uh, I'm Dennis Furia. David Meismith. And uh, let's hope E3 is better next year. <laughs>